0: Welcome to the What I Wish podcast. My name is Nkechi Aguainu. I chit-chat with other women in my life about childhood experiences and how they shape us as adults. We also dive into other relationships like marriage, parenting, and navigating male-female relationships. I hope you enjoy the conversations.
1: For Black women, our motherhood journey is just very unique. I think more and more women black women are talking about their experience we need more women to talk about it and especially the different nuances because things vary from coast to coast state to state the haves have not been able to just to share overall like our experiences how we got resources to kind of help other moms who might not know how to get resources who might not have access to stuff, I think is really, really important. That's one of the things that I really try to focus on is that if I learn something, I'm sharing it. And so listening to your podcast was like, wow, this is is really great because we just need more women talking about what we're going through. And I'm a first time pandemic mom too. So I feel like
0: even in that, it's just like a very unique experience. Agreed. April, why don't you introduce yourself? That was a great intro, but introduce yourself and your business and all of that.
1: Well, I'm April Knight-Copeland. I'm a motherhood and content creator blogger in the Philadelphia area. I have a three-year-old son, I'm married, and I also have a five-year-old corgi. And one of the things that I really focus on with my content is educating moms and children to build stronger connections through activities, products, and just overall life hacks. So a lot of the things that you'll like find on like my blog are like product reviews, Now that my son has transitioned to being a preschooler, I'm doing more things about like printables, toys that have really enhanced, like preparing him from being a toddler to being a, being a first grader. And then also just things that I've picked up like time management or just how to just navigate parenting
0: in general. (laughs) I like it. I love it. What did you do before you became a content creator?
1: So I actually also still work full time. I work in television. I won't say specifically just because I understand and things like that, but I do work on the digital ad sales side. So things like pre-roll that you see on websites, things that you see on like YouTube video, I help manage that content to make sure that it's targeted correctly and that it delivers to the right consumers. I have a lot of data driven responsibilities.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm going to tell you this. So I have a 10 year old and a seven year old. I'm trying to be careful. So she hears me give the wrong age. It's a it's a battle. So (laughs) during the pandemic, she was in second grade and he was in pre-K. And we went on spring break and then the Sunday after spring break they were supposed to return to school on Monday. I get an email. No school tomorrow. Homeschool. And I work full time. My husband works full time. And I love kids. I literally have like seven kids in my house right now, so my house is open to children. Like that's my heart, but I don't want to teach. Yeah, these children, and I don't want to teach my kids. Right, it was the craziest experience with children. Who my kids are old enough at the time. They were old enough at the time where I could tell them things. They would listen. They pay attention, and we got through it. I could not imagine having. Were you pregnant at the time, or were you? So my son was about
1: eight weeks old. I had just had him in January. And when we were doing the follow-up appointments, my husband and I were like, hmm, why is everyone starting to act a little strange? Like we have to do this now yeah. because I had just had my son. They never told my husband, like, you can't come to the doctor's appointments, but it became a lot more evident that like, it can only be one parent. And we were like, why would it just be one parent? He's only like six weeks old like it started to get more strange and then that's when it happened where it was like everybody has to stay home can not nobody do anything and my husband is an essential worker it was a very devastating time it was very challenging because then I went into complete isolation yeah. and I just had this baby like eight weeks ago yeah yeah and it was very, very tough because my family they live in another state. Like my mom, dad, and sister live in another state. My husband's family was nearby, but they're all in the category that at the time they were very high risk catching it. And then I just had a baby who was eight weeks old. So of course his immune system is not really. Right. So it was just like, what am I going to do with this new baby that I just had? All these people that are supposed to love on you in person are not able to do that. And it was challenging. So how did you navigate that? It was tough. I will say that one of the things I had to do because I was so angry because you see all these other moms and they're able to like have people help them. And I was like, why not me? How come this always happens to me? You know, I was like, oh well, it's me. But then I had to just say, you know what? It's not your fault. These are one of the things that you can't blame on other people. You have to find a way to forgive the situation And just find a way to heal and move forward because nobody can, you can't put the blame. And I guess that's what was really hard too, is that I can't, I couldn't say you did it. It was like, you really can't put the blame on anybody. Right. So I just had to say, you know what? I got to let this go and find a way to heal so that I don't project this onto my son and also project this onto like my family and friends because it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. Right. And through that, I I was like, well, if I'm going to be in this motherhood journey space, then I I need to just start talking about it. And it became more therapeutic. And through talking about it, it really allowed me to forgive the situation forgive myself and just not be like, let it, let that anger linger. Right. Because for a long time, I was very, very angry.
0: Oh No, I was angry doing homework. I mean, doing teaching kids that I was like, no. no. And I told my husband, look, happy to do it for two months. If the school does not open (laughs) in August, sell this house, sell all your expensive stuff. Yeah. Find someone who will teach these children because I'm I'm not, I can't, I'm not built for it. I, I hear you. <laughs> so that was a challenge. I get that. I can't imagine because when I had my kids, both of my kids, I moved into my aunt's house and her house was full. So she would keep the kid, the, the baby during the day. I had a lot of help. I can't imagine going through all of that. So what resources were available to you at the time? At the time, there weren't a lot of resources. What I had to do
1: was first try to find community with other moms, which was tough because a lot of moms either already had children, so they didn't really understand what it was like to have a newborn, an infant, or they were s- still pregnant yeah so they Trauma, their experience was a lot different because they were pregnant going through the later parts of their pregnancy in isolation. So then it made me, and it kept me in this weird space where it was like, all right, they're either pregnant moms that I can help them once they, you know, have the baby, or moms that already have older children. So they're not really in the trenches of like having to find formula. Yeah. Or where can I get diapers? Because people were hoarding things. yeah. And it wasn't until I would say closer to, my son got closer to like 10 months where I was able to find more moms at that point who had smaller children. And then we could kind of talk to each other about our experiences, talk to each other about, well, what, where are you finding like formula? Where yeah. are you getting this stuff from? And that also started to help too. Because by everybody just being in the house, if you couldn't find connection through like social media, you really had no other outlet. Yep. And so that's where the social media aspect kind of really heightened for me because it's like, these. this is like the only way. This I can is really the make, community. Yeah, yeah. I can really make mom friends at this point because I can't go <laughs> to the park yeah. because no one's going. And my son wasn't going to daycare at the time even though they had started to kind of open up things a little bit by the time he got 10 11 months he wasn't going in there we waited until he was closer to like 15 months before we got yeah back and like put him into daycare officially so even during that time it and, and at least in my family and friend group I'm the only one with a child right you so can ask friends or family like yo what do I what do I do with this with this kid and baby because they're yeah. like don't really know because you're the only one
0: like it
1: was it was tough but I definitely think building community on social media was was the key also to helping me like kind of get out of being so like sad and depressed and right because other moms it's like like even though you're in Canada I'm going through it too and just like same thing we can't find diapers either right like we can't find formula either. And then it was this huge misconception. Like, well, why can't you just like breastfeed? And not all moms can breastfeed. Mm-hmm. I could not do that.
0: My and son some said. kids don't want to. Some yes. kids are actually not interested.
1: Yeah. So it's like, so now you're trying to like push all these other narratives. And it's like, what if my son just wasn't interested? He couldn't, but it's like, what if he just doesn't want to? And that's okay too. So it's just all these nuances that just go on with- yeah. like, even other moms in the community, like, trying to help it, it it's just a lot of nuances that goes on. But being able to really connect with other moms has been
0: key, for yeah, sure. I agree. So you mentioned in the beginning, you said that as black moms, we need to and I'm paraphrasing, we need to work harder at finding resources and talking about our experiences, which is literally the reason for the podcast. So got married. and, realized then I had a, my daughter and then I realized that there there are things that I did not know you know and the resources are probably there but I don't know how to find them so I just decided let's create a community where we can just talk about our experiences because Just the simple idea of making the bed when you wake up was foreign to me because that's just not how I grew up, you know? So I wanted to talk to other moms who are going through the same thing and then figuring out what would you do differently that your parents didn't? do for you or how would you parent and what are your life experiences. I love that in the questionnaire you said that you are interested in talking about how your mom is helping you navigate parenting. Can you talk about that?
1: So my mom, I'm the oldest. And so I didn't have like an older sibling to like kind of guide me. Mm. So my mom has really kind of come in and steps up for like when I really need guidance. Like she's even here now helping because she could just tell that it's like, all right, April needs a break. Yeah. Just come in and help her get a break. And it's just things like that, where it's like, I pick up on that so that even with my son, if I see that I need to show up maybe a little bit more for him, I I have an example of how to do that. Right. Or even if there's like, an, like something... Like, for example, my son has speech delays, and that's something that I've also suffered with, too. So being able to talk to her about, like, the signs, like, what was I doing around my son's age that let you know, hmm, you know, he might yeah. Be- to go to a specialist so being able to go to her and she's like oh you were doing ABC and it's like okay well he's doing B and C so maybe I should look into it or even when he was having like feeding issues and we couldn't figure out why she would say maybe you should take him to a specialist yeah so things like that where I can bounce an idea or ask her something that I noticed and she'll say oh you did that or no I've never heard of that maybe you should look into it and then she'll help me like figure out resources that I, I wouldn't even have thought of to yeah. look into. So it's stuff like that where it's like I'm able to ask her. For the most part, my son and I are pretty similar in certain things that we do, which is good because she'll say, oh, that's something you used to do. And then, and then it lets me like be a lot more alert to what to see if he's going to do this or not. Or she'll throw out an idea like maybe he likes doing this or maybe you should see if he's interested in that just because she has that experience from like raising me and my sister. She's able to just notice something that my son's son does and then offer advice on maybe you should look into maybe you should look into that or no, he doesn't like that you do that. So don't do that. Yeah, And that's just been really helpful for me because I just want my son to also feel like I'm a resource to him as he gets older. Because okay. I think sometimes we focus so much on the parenting aspect of our children that we also forget that we have to be in a different type of community with them, that they can still see us as human. Right. And also as a person that can offer different perspectives for them beyond just being the disciplinary right do what I say. It's but I also have this life experience and I can guide you. If you want it in this, in this aspect. So it's definitely something I've become a lot more aware of too. Or like, even if I am disciplining him, she'll say that was a little harsh, like how it came off. And to me, it's like, I didn't even realize, realize. also too. So, you know, because even when she was parenting my, me and my sister, it's like, I realized that I was too harsh doing that. So I'm telling you, cause I see that you're doing it so that you can work on not doing it that way or doing it better or no, you needed to do it at that time. Cause that's another thing too, of parenting. It's like a throw it at the wall there, right. but sometimes having people who have done it kind of guide you too, where it's like, you don't have to do it like that. Or there's a better way of getting that message across in disciplining your child that's been really helpful too and I think she does a really good job at like helping me kind of manage yeah manage
0: that I see parenting and having a village of women or community of resources is literally just data gathering and information that's how I see parenting so all everyone in my life who offers advice and this podcast I'm telling you has been the gift because I learned so much so I just gather information but then It is my choice and my husband's choice to decide on what's best for our family and our kids. And I'm going to raise my kids however I think is right. But the information is so important.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I I don't discount my mom's advice. I don't discount my sister's advice. I mean, I do it exactly the same way. But the information that they provide helps me to more readily and easier easily navigate my parents in life. Yes, So I'm very happy that you have that resource. Did you and your mom, when you were growing up, did you and your mom have a good relationship? Oh yeah, absolutely. My
1: mom is like one of my best friends. I feel like I can talk to her about anything and whether we agree, disagree, or we just agree to disagree, (laughs) she will always just tell me what she thinks, which I like. She's very honest and candid. But she'll also just try to make sure that I'm doing what's best for me. And she doesn't try to project. I mean, sometimes, yes, she'll say, no, you need to yeah. do it like this. But in general, it's like I can always, I always feel comfortable going to her about an issue or something that I just want to like pick her brain about something and know that She's going to be honest and that she's going to support what I do. And that has also been so helpful for me because like being a pandemic mom and, and I feel like a lot of us still have this trauma response where it's like we had to do everything by ourselves because we just had to, we didn't have an option. So being able to have her as a resource, as an outlet, even if it's just to like complain, And talk about my frustration, like having that has been phenomenal because I don't even know how my mental health would be if I didn't have her as a resource. I don't even Mm, know.
0: I like it. What do you think that your mom did as you were growing up from whatever you can remember that helped you, well, that helped to solidify your strong relationship with her?
1: The fact that whatever she does, she's 100% committed. And that she just continues to persevere through adversity. And that, that's something that I always try to do. Like even now, it's like, I have so much going on, but I'm always focused on my goal. And even though there might be like distractions because of life and parenting, I always stay focused on the goal and really making sure that I persevere through that. Because to me, we've all had that, you start something, you stop. Thank you. You start something, you stop. Yep. But more recently, I realized I cannot stop what I want to do or what I, or my goal because now my son's looking at me and now it's like other people are watching me too, especially my mom. And it it would be good for her to also see like I accomplished yes. this goal that I said I was going to do because I see her accomplish her goals and what she sets out to do. Okay,
0: perfect. What resources do you think are- are essential for moms to be aware of?
1: I would definitely say the first and most important thing is really looking up how your state handles your postpartum recovery. Hmm. Because a lot of times when you go to the doctor and they give you the sheet, now I don't know what they, at least in my area, they give you a sheet and they'll kind of ask you, how are you feeling on a scale from one to ten? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't really help me when I'm going through my postpartum. So, really, and if you didn't have like a doula or you don't have like a really good relationship with like your OBGYN, you know, it can be hard to try and talk to people about like, yo, these baby blues are just not going away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I continue to feel this way. Sometimes it's hard for women to adjust to like how their new body looks. And so yeah. being able to find out resources in your state for what, what they do for postpartum health is really
0: important.
1: That's so good. I've never, no one
0: has ever said that. So continue, state, sorry.
1: Yeah, your state has resources if they should. Now I know, and it might vary from state to state, but I know in the state I'm in, I'm in the New Jersey, Philadelphia area. So they have resources for moms and they've really made a strong initiative for Black maternal health Hmm. to really provide moms with like, if you need a therapist, here are links to therapists specifically for postpartum or if you're looking for affordable care. Your children in the state, here are resources. So checking with your state to see if they have resources for you, that's the first step. Because sometimes you don't have people in your family or immediate circle that you can talk to. But you also shouldn't have to suffer in silence, which a lot of moms do. Yeah, going through postpartum and that's it can be very, very dark. A lot of people don't talk about that period. They just and they
0: don't know, though, because also when you think about it. So, for example, when you look on social media, when a mom has a child, she's all pretty and they're playing and they're having fun. So when you are in a dark place. And I'll be honest, when I first had my daughter, it it was difficult for me to hold her in the hospital. Like I, I, it was a challenge. I was like, what, what am I going to do with this? You know, and it was hard. But then other, when you see other moms are like, oh my God, I'm so happy. And I'm, my child is the greatest and I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. I can go out to dinner and I'm breastfeeding and it's the greatest thing in the world. So there is somewhat of an isolation, I think, when you're not in that space, when everything else around you is. Is the opposite of what you're feeling. So yeah, so I think that's a great idea just to know what resources are available to you. So if, even if you can't go to your groups or your right. your friends or your parents, you at least have a professional who is invested in your health and your recovery.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times your insurance will cover the therapy sessions. It might be like your, if, if you're employed, you might get 10. And maybe that those those 10 are what you really need to kind of learn the tools to help you better cope before you have to pay a, a out-of-pocket copay. Or even state level, they have like resources for you to go that route. Usually insurance will cover therapy for moms if it's in a particular time frame. But those those are just things that I had to even kind of look at because when I was during my time, it's like I there's nobody out no here. One else. Yep. Yep. So that that's one way of doing it. Or if you do talk to other moms or join other mom groups, starting like your own little zoom meeting. I know I did that with a few moms, like during the pandemic once a week, just all get on the phone, even if our kids were screaming, yelling, and we would just vent for 30 minutes about the truth. Yeah, that, <laughs> that has also been very, very helpful. And I know it can be scary reaching out to other moms because sometimes you might feel like they might judge you or you're not sure of how it's going to be on uh, the other end. But I, at least from all the moms I've spoken to, we, because we all have this shared experience, it's never been like, oh no, I don't want to be in community with you. It's right. always been like, there is something we can always talk about and connect on and that's another way too I just that that's one of the reasons why at least for me I always try on all of my platforms to just talk about things that i like, this is a new product I've tried. Right. Yes. Just so that you can know, or like, look, my son went through this. So, you know, this is what yeah. you need to do for that because sharing is caring. And also I feel like if I've put it out there and you read it and you, now, you know, right.
0: I know. What is your favorite self-care activity?
1: My favorite self-care activity is scrolling on YouTube. <laughs> Really? And just watching like random YouTube videos. Social media to me is funny. TikTok is hilarious. I just like watching like random videos on like yeah. topics that have nothing to do with anything. They're just super silly. Right. And I usually will spend like 20, 30 minutes before I go to bed. uh uh-uh, just scrolling. Scrolling. Right. I'm a scroller. To yeah. me, that's form of self care because it's like in that moment I'm doing what I want to do. It's nothing deep. Yep. It's just really quick that I can. Do this for 30 minutes, then get back to my task. Do this, go back to work. I don't have to worry about what my kid or husband. I'm like, I don't have to worry about what nobody says. Right. It's just, it's just you. It's just me. Yep. What is
0: your favorite childhood memory?
1: My favorite childhood memory was my family. It was me, my mom, my dad, my sister, my cousin. My grandmother went. And then my aunt and uncle, we all went to Disney World. And we, at the time, they had like Nickelodeon Studios. That's probably dating how old I am. They had Nickelodeon Studios. And so my cousin... She got picked to pour slime on someone, and she oh. sent my dad to slime, and they won. So he ended up didn't like not having to get slime, but it was just so funny that they were like, Who's the person who's annoying you the most on this trip? And she was like, My uncle. And of course, we all <laughs> bust out laughing, and he went up there. And he was really good sport about it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they gave them like a participation prize, but that was just like the best memory because it was like all of us are were together my grandmother was there at the time and I I will never forget that. That was just.
0: I love it. What have you had to learn on your own that you wish someone had told you about?
1: What I I wish someone had told me that even if you can't figure it out today, you'll figure it out. You just have to believe in yourself and you'll figure it out. Because a lot of times I would start things and stop because I was like, I'm unsure or is it going to work? Or like, is this even worth doing? You know? Mm -hmm. so I had to learn and I wish someone told me like, yeah, it will, girl. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. It, it, You just have the belief will come. The longer you do it, the more consistent it will come because there's so many things that I'm like, dang, like I, I could have continued to do that. Yes. Or dang, I could have, I thought about doing that and someone else did it. So mm. all that self-doubt just made me not do anything. Mm. And I feel like I
0: wasted so much time. I agree a hundred percent. And I, that's a shared experience. I think globally uh, for everyone, mostly for women. And I'm going to be a little bold and say mostly for women of color yeah I because agree because we don't have the resources mm-hmm. we don't or we don't know where the resources are or we don't have the community yep. where we are elevating and pushing like literally girl I know I know I'm going here come let's go together and if you mm-hmm. get it you get it if I if I get it I get it but let's just go cuz I want what's best for you not yes. because of anything else but because I just know that you will benefit from the information that I have so we tend to do that but here's, and I used to do that. I have started so many, I'm a big picture thinker. I'm an ideas girl. So I, I dream big, think big. And I have started so many things and stopped because there was a block or there was self-doubt and I did not have a community to help me move forward or I, I didn't know how to move forward. But this is where I, it changed for me. There's a pastor I listen to tim ross i don't know if you've ever heard of him yes, I heard. and tim ross gave this the first sermon i heard was it the first sermon yes i think it was the first sermon i heard from him He he made a comment he said god will god has given you gifts and talents and he has given the same gifts and talents to other people in the world once he anoints you without his anointing on you you can only go so far once he anoints you go Mm. so just go yeah if you think of an idea if you do something or you're working on a business just keep going as long as the lord's anointing is on you it's going to work out yes however remember that he has given other people the same gifts and talents and he will give you time to get comfortable he will give you time to master it he will give you the time to keep going and stay consistent if you don't do that work, he will remove his anointing from that gift that he has placed on you and put it on someone else. Yeah, I believe because, that. Because he has to meet his goal. Yes. And if you are not interested in being the vessel he uses, then he's going to find someone else to anoint. And the anointing is what actually gives you the success. I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I am done. I know what I am gifted. At. I know what I'm, I'm good at. I know what my interests are. So I'm right. going to push, you know? So, when I started the podcast, and I'll just start it all just started. I wrote a book and I was like, you know what? To market the book, I'll start a podcast for a few months just to push the book out. But then I started learning so much about things and then started to realize that, oh my goodness, a lot of the issues we have as human beings and then as parents is based on the traumas that we have experienced as children, may not be through our parents. It may be through school, maybe through bullying, maybe challenges that we had growing up that no one else knows about. Then we don't deal with it and carry it into our adult life, Yeah, carry it into our parenting and then damage our kids because we have Mm -hmm. not dealt with our issues. So I was like, I'm going to continue with this podcast because I learned so much. And I was just telling my cousin, I was like, I've been doing this for a year. And I chose to continue and I was like, I'm going to do this for one year quietly, not do too much promoting, not do anything. I just want to be in obedience and just be consistent. I wish that women of color would do a better job of elevating each other and not require a benefit
1: right right
0: from elevating another person because it'll come to you your yeah. your reward will come so i see like you have a platform i'm going to promote your stuff i'm going to the women who have been on my podcast when they post something i share it on my social media because that's the only way right. we will support right. each other it's not right. all about me and it cannot be all about me all the time right
1: right so I will Go ahead. No, I'm saying absolutely. Like I'm always about, girl, you working on something? Tell me because I will share it. I'll send it to people on my email list because it's all about the more people we have at the table, the more doors that will open for yes. all of us. Yes. So it's not like I get to eat. We, if we all eat, then we're all eating good. Right. It has to be a more people eating at the table. It has yes. to be more people with access because it's not, now I think about, it's not just about me it's about my kids exactly, and opening the doors for them. So that even if I had to kind of push the door open, they can just walk in right after me. Exactly. And it's the same thing with other moms and women. It's like, okay, I got in this door, but now I can bring you with me yes. because you might be able to tap into something I couldn't tap into. Right. You might be able to get another angle in an opportunity that I couldn't get that angle That's in. That's right. So because we're all in community, we all get opportunities. We all get the same table to eat at because there's always going to be one thing that someone does that Will tap into something else that you may never be able to do. Yeah. So that's why having a community and uh, just uplifting all of us at the same time, like that's kind of what Issa Rae did. It was like she had friends, they yeah. had similar interests, and she was she was the, the goat, but then she also has a community and they yes. all come up together, together. Yep. and yep. they tap into different resources with each other. Yep. And that and that's what I always will do. You working on project, movie, you going to an event, tell me because then I'm gonna tell you, yo, you need to check this out. Right. She's here. She's doing that. She has this new product. She got a book, she got because it's like the more exposure that you get, more opportunities that you get. The better for all of us. For all of us. And for
0: every other Black kid who is coming, who is coming up. Yep. So I wholeheartedly believe that there has to be a community that I can link up to, not for myself and not for the people who are in the position that I'm in, but for my 10 year old, so that in six years or in eight years, she has doors open to her. And yes, there are organizations that you can join, but it becomes more about my professionalism Professional development. I'm not concerned about my right. professional development. I'm concerned about teaching her yes. and providing her with the resources that will enable her to be developed right. <laughs> when right. the time comes, not developing right. when she's Graduated, looking for a job. No, you need to be developed so that when you are ready to move on to business or whatever it is you want to do with your life, the doors literally fly open for right, you. Right. Right.
1: That I agree with. And that's, that's how my mind works now. It's like, all right, it's not about me per se. Like I can be the vehicle, but I need him to be able like to, to open the door because I was already in the room. Right. And that's why it's like so important now for me to just really amp up other people because it's like the more people in positions that look like us that understand yeah. what it's like to be us, it helps them because I feel like at this point it's like you know I kind of at the peak of what's gonna what's it gonna be but it's about making sure he gets all the juice I couldn't get yeah. so that he can do what he needs to do when he gets my age Yeah, so that's really my focus now and also even now it's like he's an only child so really being able to give him access to like other kids yep. see other cultures do different activities so that he's exposed 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 to it and when it's time for him to do something he already has an awareness of
0: how to do it how to do it so you work full-time and then you you now have your own business Mm -hmm. how were you able to just be like you know what I'm just going to do and let it roll without the self-doubt it's like I just said look I only have two
1: options because he's looking at my son looks at me You know, he's every time I record a video, every time I'm doing something, because he now is becoming a lot more aware. He'll say like, thanks for watching, subscribe. So it's like, okay, so now he's more, he's picking it up. up. So he's watching me. So now it's like, I got to put my foot on the gas even more to show him like, if you want something, you can do it. And I feel like by having him, it's kind of removed a lot of doubt because it's like, I know he's watching me. So even if I'm making mistakes, I can teach him in real time. Like, look, this is what mommy did. You don't want to do that. It's just really allowed me to be like, yo, I know who I'm talking to. I know my purpose. I know what I'm trying to help other moms and kids do. So I'm just going to share with them and keep sharing so that they know like, Yo, if you need to know about products, if you if you if you want something, go to April cuz she just constantly gives out gems on like these yeah. are these are toys for like STEM, these are products to use or these are the best diapers or this is where you can find deals and like that's my purpose. It's like I figured out how I want to be in community with other moms. I figured out why I want to help other moms and so that has really allowed me to just keep going because mm. there, there's always going to be times like imposter syndrome because you're like how the girl how that mom get there and i'm over here but it's like yep. you can't worry about that because that's not your race what you're doing is not what she's doing because you're over here you vet all the products before you give a review and i put them on my youtube channel so that you can even go and watch me do the review right and then writing about it i'm doing partnerships with like brands on things that I actually do. So that's what also gives me the confidence to know that I know what I'm talking about because I've been doing this. People ask me for reviews. People ask me my opinion. And that has really just allowed me to just keep pushing because it's like, I know what I'm doing is helping and it might be slower for than what other people might expect, but I feel fulfilled. I see my son sees what I'm doing. And that's what just keeps me motivated. Like, because it's like, look, I know my, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. I know who I'm helping and why I'm helping them. My son sees what I'm doing. So I'm just going to keep doing it.
0: I love it. What advice would you, three advice, if possible, would you give to moms?
1: My first piece of advice to them is you are enough. It can feel like you aren't because as your child gets over older, sometimes their demands on you get more and more and more. You might feel like you aren't capable of giving them what they need at that new stage, but you are. Everything that you have is already within you. You are. Yep. enough. I think the second piece of advice for moms is to remember that even though you are a mom, you are still you. Being a mom is kind of, it's part of who you are and what you do, but it's not. It's not who you are. Yeah, it's not who you are as a as a person. It's Percent. just. something It's kind of like a new job title. It's like mom, you know. So it's a part of you, but you still can tap into things that you enjoy. You can. You should still do things that you enjoy and really prioritize finding joy, even with the demands of being a mom and everything else. And then my last piece of advice is to just know that whatever you want to do, you can do. And setting up boundaries will allow you to do those things. And even setting personal boundaries is so important because I feel like when you become a mom... You just become like this kind of a pushover because you're like I have to do everything for no 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 no. Set up personal boundaries to protect yourself so that you can still feel like you can do things because a lot of us don't. Life. Yeah, a lot of us don't set up boundaries after we have these kids, and it's like you still need to have boundaries, and you need to teach them boundaries too, and. When you do that, you'll find that it works out a lot better. Yeah. It works
0: out a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I just told my kids I'm going in to record. Don't bother me. I'll be back. And when I'm done recording, this is all I'm doing today. I am all yours. Yep. Till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need an hour. And Grandma's here. Yeah. So you can go to Grandma. They're like, but what if she doesn't know how to make the food? Then you starve until I return. Yep. <laughs> it's just an hour, boo. It'll be okay.
1: You'll be fine. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. What okay. advice would you give your younger self? I think my
1: younger self, I would tell her stop being so scared Um, because I feel like I was just so scared because I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Or I felt like if I did something, I wouldn't have support, and so it made me afraid. So I would just tell her, "Don't be afraid. It's okay." And I got brave a lot older, but I yeah. wish when I was like my son's age, my son's very brave.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: wish I was I wasn't as scared. I think yeah. that would have I think that would have really been the cheat code to like tweak a little bit more things i I was able to do, but just don't be scared, girl
0: yeah if you had a daughter if you have a daughter later what would what advice what one piece of advice would you want her to take from you
1: hmm if i had a daughter the one piece of advice that i would want her to always stick with is that you and your words have power and do not let other people take that from you. I feel like especially for black women we're always we always have to be humble mm-hmm. in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And so it's like no, you don't have to humble me. Nope. I'm good. You need to experience this at the level and the energy I'm giving. Yeah. And I would want her to do that because then she won't grow up so afraid. Yeah. She says something, there's all these bad consequences or if she doesn't say something, like she'll be able to move a little freer knowing that she and her words have power, they have meaning and that whether people agree or disagree, that doesn't mean you have to be humbled or conform to all these external, like that has nothing to do with you. Correct. If you say or do something and you stand in it, then I'm standing with you. Correct. And I wish that I was, I was, that was really poured into me. So I would definitely really pour that into her. Like, no, no, you want them to give you the French, give her the French the fries. Like, yeah. Yep. Like, don't try to say, oh, you need to share. No, if those are her, she earned it. That's what she wants. That's what she's telling you. Honor that. Yes. And and that that that's what
0: i would tell her absolutely excellent um my daughter this past week they she goes to a Christian school and they had chapel and the pastor said, "Who here thinks they're perfect?" And my child raised her hand. Yes, and she was the only one who raised her hand. And the pastor said, "Well, you probably believe that because since you were little, your parents keep telling you you're perfect." She's like, "Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's right." So. <laughs> so so she came home and she called my sister and told my sister and she was like, and then every the entire day, everyone just kept telling me, calling me miss perfect. And my sister was like, that's right. You are perfect. Yes. And I went yes. through all those things. I was like, well, she's like, no, 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 there's no, well, she is perfect. Yep, she and is you perfect. Know what? If no one doesn't like it, that's their problem. I was like, okay. Yes. I'm, I'm fine with that. I agree
1: with that. That's <laughs> she is perfect. Okay. Because th- if that's how she honors herself and that's how she's, then that's what achieves perfect. Okay. Perfect.
0: Anywho, do you have any questions for me?
1: I would just. I guess my only question for you would be: when you interview like other moms and other like women, what what do you take from those experiences that have ha- kind of helped shape you like going forward? Like after that interview, it's like mm-hmm. wow. I learned that. So now I can apply that to to my everyday. So
0: much. So much. I learned so much. I mean, this has been like, it's like therapeutic. It's informative. It's everything that literally what I wish my mother taught me this podcast teaches me. So like from you today, building the community. Here's what I, I can tell you that I took from you. Telling your younger self to not be scared because I have tried to raise my kids to be, to own who they are, to be who they are. And just, you know, you are who you are. Don't worry about it. The world will be okay. But I have not done a good job of telling my daughter, don't be afraid of things. So that's a lesson that I'm just going to incorporate into my parenting. Also the way your mom raised you in the sense that she kept to her commitment. You saw her work hard. You know, your son's watching you work yes. hard. I need to be more cognizant of all the projects that I take on. And I take on a lot of projects, but my kids are watching. So every time I start something and I stop, there, watching and I'm giving them permission to also start and stop. So, so that's what I I've taken from our conversation. This podcast and speaking to moms has been so important to me. And then there was something you said I thought about another guest that I had, and she said this to me. She said that what she has told her kids is, I'm your safety net, period. So whatever it is, I don't care what has happened. I don't care what you've done. You come to me. I may be angry. I may be frustrated. It's okay. We will figure it out because I'm your safety net. Yes, But that made me think, so like, it's just helpful. And what I have realized is I don't know everything, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what this speaking to other moms has been helpful is that I don't know everything and their information helps me to be a better parent. And what I'm hoping to do is take all of this and stop being afraid or stop hiding. Cause I don't like to show my face. I don't like to be on yeah. video. <laughs> it's not, it's not me, you know? Right. But I want to figure out how I can now really take all of this information, which I think is very valuable information and share it with other moms.
1: If you're able to really connect through storytelling, then people don't really care, you know, about the face. It's like, no, but she she tells the story. She's able to help me connect the dots. And so you might pop in like, hey, just so y'all know this is me, but... That's it, like every once in a while, but a lot of people do that because there's yeah. a lot of introverted moms out here.
0: I am that- I am the intro I am the master yeah. of being an introvert. And then also because I work, because of the type of work that I do, I have to talk to people all the time and then i have to i have do have to be on camera for work sometimes and i'm okay with it it's work and then i have to come home and be mom and i have to be wife and then i have to be sister yeah.
1: I, I, always um, on i get it you're always <laughs> on it's like,
0: so i just okay. need a piece a yeah. piece of me to myself and i'm an introvert i don't think anything should ever be about me right that's and that's at the bottom end it's not about me it's about the information that is being presented. I know extroverts, it is about them. And that's who God made you. (laughs) So many nuggets from each of these moms and these women that I have been so lucky to meet and then build it out so that I can push out the information. So to answer your question, yeah, this has been literally, I've had to realize that I have childhood trauma that I did not deal with. So Mm -hmm. the podcast forced me to deal with that so that I don't transfer that yeah. trauma to my kids yeah. so it, it's been the best gift
1: that's amazing and I just wanted to thank you because like even listening to like your previous episodes it's like oh my god like I had no idea oh like are you yeah are you saying the <laughs> platform out loud and it's like sometimes you just need like that top level overview of like you can relate to things yeah just take like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't do it that way. Or, oh, okay, I could be doing that better. Or, wow, we're just doing the same thing. We literally and that, are. And, the, and I'm on target. Like, that's how they're doing it. I'm doing it that way too. And that means... It might not be right, but everybody's doing it. So I'm on, yep. I'm on, You're on track.
0: Yep. What's <laughs> going on? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I've taken time. I've taken a little more of your time than I promised. This has been so incredible.
1: Yes. Now that I know you have this podcast, and there are going to be other episodes. Girl,
0: I appreciate
1: Re- you. share. Just making sure because honestly, it's like your podcast has it, it was just so striking to me because it's like we need more voices who are willing to share their story, share our story, and really help build a community of just more women just talking about it because the more we talk about it the more we know about each other's struggles we can help each other yes and that's really that's what we really need right now yeah and then
0: we can prevent other moms from struggling the way we did because we've yes. already struggled for you you don't yes. need to we got the blueprint you don't have yes. to Girl, you don't need I- to struggle yep. we've struggled enough Yes, we struggle <laughs> so you don't have to right exactly oh april thank you thank you kids Thank you, kid. Thank your husband, for giving you the time to just chat yes. with me. I really appreciate it. No problem
1: yet. Yeah, I'm sure he's been crawling up the steps. But, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it.